So thank you, Jordy, for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ahad. So the weather is super good today. I grew up here. In, I'm a SoCal boy. Okay. And so uh, weather has been um, something to not complain about aside from when it rains because yeah. <laughs> if you're a Southern Californian, uh, you know that uh, when water starts falling from the sky, it gives you permission to panic <laughs> and not drive well. <laughs> and so, um, no, I, it, it's been it's been fun being a local boy and experiencing all that Southern California has to have, including good weather. Yeah. All right. So tell us what you do at your current job. Yeah. So it's it's been quite the journey, but currently I serve as principal of Majority Creations, which is a whole bunch of different things, but ideally it's uh, it's a place where I get to play around um, in the digital world. And so it consists of a, a digital marketing um, consultancy that I run. Um, it's a place where I can release content that I and my friends or people that I know um, are wanting to create uh, from short films to podcasts and everything in between. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of um, place where I, I like to call it my sandbox. So um, anything and everything professionally that I do and and on the side, um, personally, is uh, done through that, but all having that digital tie to it. I see. Yeah. So you started your own company through this. I did. It's yeah. a. It's a. It acts as a DBA, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it financially it works in that way. But, um, but it's it's fun because you know it it started as um, almost like a hobby. Uh, I and a good friend of mine uh, started a Disney blog back in two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. um, and what we enjoyed about doing that was that not only was it fun because we, you know, also being part of uh, growing up in Southern California is that you have Disneyland just down the yeah. road from here. And so uh, it becomes part of you that you want to go all the time. Um, and if it doesn't, you shouldn't be living here. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had uh, so much fun doing that. Um, but it also came at the cusp of, you know, not a lot of people were blogging mm-hmm. and creating content even just, you know, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, and so we were at, yeah, we were at a crossroads. Um, and so that blog really spurred my interest in, you know, what digital could offer so far as a content platform, but also as a enterprise. And, uh, and so I had to really turn this hobby into, well, I didn't have to, I, I wanted to turn it into an enterprise. And so I had to learn how to market it. I le- had to learn how to operate it. I had to learn how to maintain it. And, uh, all of that came through the idea of, of starting ultimately this one thing could, well, not starting, but could branch out into other different areas of my life um, and clients and other businesses and different things like that. So the environment was right for it. Um, when you think about um, the site, which still exists today, it's called DisneyExaminer.com. Um, but when you're thinking about a company, namely a major company like Disney, you know, it's so well known, but it wasn't as known as I think a lot of people like to think it is today. Like even 10 years ago today, I'd like to think that Disney has well, isn't the same company. Um, they had not made any of the major acquisitions that they or they had made Pixar. They, they had made the Pixar acquisition before, but it still wasn't as big as or as influential as it is today. Um, and so a lot of our content, um, we're, we pride ourselves in the content, but we know that content wouldn't wouldn't have reached the amount of people that it had if it were not for being um, readily available online. And so uh, not a lot of people, again, not a lot of people were doing it. Um, and digital was the way to, to do it. Um, and so we, yeah, we were for sure in the right mix of what was happening um, in a digital world, but also what, you know, kind of the company and Disney was leading itself into ultimately uh, to where we are today. Um, so yeah, it's, it was, it was the perfect mixture of a lot of different things for sure. So now the Disney examiner is like an official partner of Disney. Yeah. I I wouldn't say official, but, um, we do get invited to press events, uh, and, and different openings. I was just in Florida last week, 
um, to take a look at uh, or preview their newest uh, Star Wars attraction that will be opening here in California. That California version will be opening in January uh, 2020. And so, um, but yeah, I got to write it, got to interview some of uh, the friends that I had known uh, through the years who actually worked on the attraction, which was fun. And uh, and so, yeah, it's, um, we still reach, yeah, 190 countries, uh, 193 countries were not censored in China. I mean, they're, and, and they're one of our larger audiences apart from the United States and some of Asian, some of the Asian countries. Um, so yeah, um, but that, yeah, that all sits under majority creations, yeah. Along with the entrepreneurial mindset that comes into it with content creation and just starting your own, whether it's like your blog or your own business or just mm-hmm. working with different companies, how did this spark for you? Yeah, I, yeah I've, I've been asked that many times and I think uh, the answer has always been the same. And I think it just, it's just in you, you know? Um, I, I think an innate curiosity is something that really drives me to do what I do. Um, I really don't think about the feasibility of things um, at first. You know, I really just kind of dream big and, and and think about possibilities and, you know, you're getting them onto paper. And then um, to some point, you know, you have to dwindle those ideas down and start to carve and hone them. And um, some ideas don't work, you know, and then some ideas do. But that only happens if you're begging the question and, and, and being curious. Um, a lot of people even Walt Disney himself was a curious guy you know and invented things and didn't take no for an answer until no was the answer and uh and so you know not to liken myself to Walt Disney but I think a lot of people who um end up creating things or contributing to the world in their own unique way are the ones who are asking that question and and thinking about feasibility and and how to do it after that not to say that it's not um part of that process it just begins with saying hey this could be possible. So just like a built-in personality trait. Yeah, and it seems like I you're also so. the one who you don't ask permission first. You just ask for forgiveness <laughs> afterwards if you mess yeah. up. Um, yeah. I mean, that it, it has gotten me in, into trouble <laughs> a few times. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's something that really stems itself from, you know, I guess going back to what you'd mentioned before about just the environment that you're in. I, I, um, I am the only child uh, to Filipino parents. And uh, growing up in Southern California, we before we moved to Orange County in 2000, we you know, I was born in LA County, and um, we grew up. I grew up in a house that uh, was right across the street from a mental institution, and um, and and you know in an area in LA that wasn't too kind, you know. And so, um, just thinking about my childhood, um, I was informed by that. I th- I think you know to some degree where I wanted to not get away from home or or escape anything, but I. I, I needed to do it in order for me to get my mind off of it to some degree, you know. So uh, born with it, maybe, but at least through adolescence and into teenage years and through, you know, through childhood and, and, and through my yeah, teenage years, um, I, I was informed by just my environment, I think, in a lot of ways. So um, it was only bolstered, uh, I guess, whatever was in me when, when I was born is now was only uh was only grown because of the environment that i grew up in and uh and it all works out in the end you know um even just my journey here to, to cal state fullerton wasn't the journey that i thought i would be getting into um graduating from high school like i focused on that disney vlog i focused on disney examiner quite a bit and uh you know i graduated from high school but that first semester into uh i went to community college i'm a community college grad and i knew i was going to be but i did not know that i was going to get three f's when I, my, my first semester in community college. And, um, how and, did your parents react to that? Oh, they were not happy, <laughs> okay. man. Um, they, uh, you know, cause you're paying, they're paying yeah. for my glasses. They mm-hmm. paid for my books. And, um, um, but you know, my <laughs> parents were super gracious about it. 
after I told them a few weeks after the end of that semester, um, you know, and so, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't expect that at all. And, um, or yeah, the community college route, you know, and, and ultimately getting here, it just, it was something that I just had to kind of lean into as as things kind of came about, and um, I'm happy where I ended. I ended up at a university that champions diversity, and I ended up at a university who um, has uh, a lot of holistic programs to make sure that students um, aren't just stuck, you know, here, mm-hmm. um, but are really trying to uh, get the upper hand when it comes to preparing for what life has ahead so far as a career or, you know, personal projects, or even, I so, so daring to say that, um, that uh, if, you feel like you can run and don't need a, a degree, you know, giving you the every available piece of information for you to make that informed decision um, yourself is, um, I think, the, the greatest part or all of these make up a great part of what, you know, Kelsey Fullerton is and I've been the benefit of. So you mentioned a lot of things that I'd like to touch on. Sure. The first of which is that you went to a community college right after high school. I did. And along with that, sometimes you didn't do as well as one might have hoped, especially right. your parents. Yes. And a lot of students, they might have that worry that if I didn't get to, to a four-year university right after college, then what is their solution to it? So what was the process of going to a community college and then going from the community college to Cal State Fullerton? Yeah. So um, uh, I didn't think of the transfer opportunity. I mean, I... I wanted to transfer. I didn't know where I would transfer, but I knew it would be a nice stepping stone into college life. Um, and so I went to Irvine Valley College, go Lasers. I think they're still the Lasers. <laughs> great, great mascot, by the way. <laughs> what did they dress uh, up as? I, there was nothing. It was literally just this beam of light because <laughs> Irvine is like tech, you know, tech central. I get it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> even even UCI has the anteaters. Come yeah, on, guys. So, something yeah. someone can dress up as. Hopefully, hopefully, Laser hopefully, pointer? yes. I think, yeah. Um, as a story I will circle back to, but I served on student government there, okay. um, which is a first for me. I think I never thought that mm-hmm. I didn't serve in any type of student capacity when I was in high school. So um, as I started to grow up, I started to realize, oh, I, I want to do this. You know, yeah. I'm fit for this or I think I'm fit for this. Um, so, yeah, the lasers. I hope. Yeah, I was I was part of that committee. There was a committee that was formed to try to change that. And I think one of the ideas was the Irvine Valley College chinchillas. Better than the lasers. I know. I think so at least you got a chinchilla walking around, yeah. you know, a basketball game. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I, uh, I I wanted to transfer. I didn't know where to transfer. Cal State mm-hmm. Fullerton was, at the time, my backup school, as I think a lot of people think it is. But that's changing, which we'll talk about later. Um, changing in a good way. Um, but, uh, yeah, the process was not too complicated. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you meet with a counselor uh, at community colleges, or you should, uh, to figure out, you know, um, what your general education classes should be. Um, start starting to discover what your major is and therefore what your major classes should be in order for you to transfer. I think it's still 60 units in order for you to transfer to um, a university and so here in California. And um, so, yeah, everything was kind of mapped out. You know, I had classes that I needed to take and every semester I would be there on my computer at the specific time registration opened and I got them and I took them. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that, ha- that wasn't new to me, you know, but to think that there's skin in the game so far as money and so far as um, valuing what I was doing on a campus, like that for sure was um, new to me. Um, and the fact that I wasn't paying for it, obviously, and having you know my parents pay for it. So um, there was just a lot of pressure, I would say, in regards to meeting those expectations and, and what was expected, I was expecting for myself. Um, but, uh, you know, the transfer process wasn't really difficult once I finished, you know, my GE classes and I started to take a take a really strong interest in business. Um, and so I uh, I just 
applied and uh through csu mentor like everybody else does still and and i got in and i said all right here we go i'm, I'm gonna be a titan so um yeah no, nothing new there i think the only takeaway was just yeah just getting ready for college life i think community college afforded that it's smaller um you have more places to be curious you know um and uh you know it wasn't bad either you know if you go to a nice i understand not all community colleges are like irvine um irvine valley college but um you know it was it's just it's a nice environment to be in to get to know yourself better get to know others around you better um and get to see whether or not you want to continue that higher education path and so um yeah it was a great um playground for all of that to happen and then you also mentioned that you took five years at cal state fullerton right uh i I have five years total, so, so that included the three. Yeah, yeah, three at uh, three at Irvine Valley. Oh, okay. I see. And then two at Cal State Fullerton. So most people would finish community college in two years. Yes. So I took that extra year because yeah. I, I messed up the. So what was what was like the stigma behind that? Where mm. a lot of people think that you get it done in total in four years, sure. but taking five years, how was it being a little bit behind your peers and then getting into Fullerton? Yeah. You, were, you were a year older. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It wasn't consciously on my mind. You know, I, I I'd like to think that you know I. I beat my own drum and therefore, you know, my drum sound is going to sound a lot different from a lot of people's. So it wasn't comparative. I really wasn't comparative until later in life, which I think is such a dangerous thing. Um, so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't conscious about it at the time, but I think it was a benefit for me to just be able to say, Hey, you know, I, I messed up when I first started and I know that I'm not the only one who's probably done the same thing. Um, but I have to just wipe myself off and keep going cause I chose to. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, yeah, I, I, I really didn't think there, I, I wouldn't say there was a stigma for sure. Um, and none of my family judged me or anything like that too. So the environment, you know, at home was, you know, not of pressure or anything like that, but, um, it, yeah, it's just a, it's just a unique story that I hope now that I'm telling this whole public audience about that I flunked three of my classes, um, when I first went to community college that it can encourage somebody else who have done the same thing that, you know, it's not the end of the world. There's still a lot, There's still a lot more ahead of you in life and at school. And, um, and, and so, yeah, like it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't discourage me at all. I think initially, obviously just messing up for sure. But, um, to say that I, you know, was going to just clean exit higher education, my higher, higher education journey than uh, no. It, it is a journey. And I think, you know, not to discredit any of these people because, you know, I'm not speaking for your parents or for the university in, in particular, but I think there are reasons why people say that kind of stuff. And I think it has to do a lot with just being stuck on campus. Like just as much as getting, uh, the, it's always been a fear of when you go to community college that you're just stuck there because all you're doing is just taking random classes. Um, and so I think to, to some degree, you know, messaging or the, the fears that people have that translate to you or to myself or to the campus pop population is only happening because they don't want you here forever. You know, and uh, I think that's a that's a rightly placed uh, concern. Um, uh, they don't want I mean, because we're not a, a Harvard or anything like that. You know, we they our campus, to be honest with you, Cal State Fullerton specifically doesn't want you here forever. Um, you know, they want you to get on with your life and stop spending for classes and books and parking permits. <laughs> um, they want you to live. And uh, and I think uh, I think if you understand the context, again, of where a lot of that's coming from. Um, and again, this is coming from people I know at the administrative level here, as well as, you know, the administrative level at Irvine Valley College, that they want people to just find direction, you know, and it's less of a pressure and more of a, hey, if we can help you get to the point where you won't need us anymore, we did our job. Yeah. When did when did it click for you that like, hey, I want to do business admin? That's a great question. Um, no, I kind of, you know, that I think Disney Examiner informed a lot of that decision making because 
it was my own enterprise and um, it was or I should say it was starting to build itself into an enterprise and um, I just wanted to learn more about how I can really do that in a professional setting and so uh, again the environment was pretty ripe for me to just make a clean decision to go into business admin which um, it's not necessarily business you know um, is just not just dollars and cents but there's strategy and thought and partnerships that make things happen and uh, and so I, that in addition to be able to being able to establish my network and grow with skills that I knew I could only benefit from by others in partnership with others. Um, that's what made my decision there to, to make business my major um, happen. So like, hey, I think it really, if you want to condense it into something um, or takeaway, uh, I think what I was doing outside of the classroom informed what I was doing inside. I see. You know, um, like my outside projects are the things that made me want to pursue the goal of wanting to do or learn it more in an in a uh, educational uh, scenario you had the real world applications sure. that you were already planning yeah beforehand. before that which yeah. is unique because i think a lot of people think that grad you know you're learning in college so that you can apply later <laughs> but i was doing stuff you were learning to help with what you were already doing exactly beforehand. exactly it's happening it was happening all at the same time and i would encourage the same thing for other people who are trying to figure out what they're going to do in life too find a passion and then learn to build go. on that passion that's how you do it so I have a question. How are you able to juggle all of this? It seems like you're doing so many projects, so many yeah. things that you're focusing on. Yeah. It just seems sort of difficult. So how have you found Ooh. that work-life balance plus religion adding on yeah, to it, plus yeah. entertainment? I, you know, it, it's, um, I don't think it's a balance. You know, I think uh, a lot of it changed for me um, this past year. Um, December, yeah, like last last few months of December, I was planning like this worship concert thing for Christmas and uh, we ended up having it and it was Great, but I remember the last time we did that concert on a Sunday night. I think leading the week before Christmas, I felt this. I felt this emptiness. I don't know what it was, but it had hints of a thing that I had experienced earlier in life before, and that was depression. And um, and so I didn't think it was anything at first, but the more and more uh, we got into the season, the more and more I felt just dead. Um, and I, you know, I I can attribute it to a handful of reasons. One of them, I think, being burnout. Um, of just doing things and uh, not really reserving time for yourself or for you to express how you feel with other people. Um, it kind of just was all internalized. And, um, and so, yeah, the top of the, I started my 2019 uh, in a depressed state, so much so that I had not gone to therapy in any of my previous bouts of it before, but I had to seek a counselor um, because it, it just got too, it got too bad, I, suicidal. And, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I just needed help. And, and I think so, you know, not to bring the conversation down, but I think to some degree, like, you know, I think doing things as, you know, uh, as a person, when you're just focused in doing and, 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 and you're not focusing on yourself and, and what your limits are, because there are limits to everyone and everything, um, you're going to, you're going to end up in a pretty bad place if it's not in check, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was never a balance for me, you know. I'm learning every day up until that point, so I'm, I'm better now. Um, uh, I'm learning every day, though, to just take it, you know, one one day at a time and to not really concern myself with too many other things at once. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it, was, uh, it was a journey for sure, but I think it only happened for me to learn that I needed to have experienced the pits of that. Um, just like, you know, when I got my F's, you know, in, in community college, like I, I really don't think I would have gotten the message unless that, that bad thing had happened. And so, um, yeah, again, like it was, it was purposeful. I look at back at it now, I know it, it might happen again, you know, but hopefully now I'm more prepared. I know how to combat that if it does come back. It, it, it can't be acknowledged unless you say it, you know, you can't, 
not, you can ask if you're not going to ask for help, then how are people going to know that you're going through it? You know, and I think the stigma there is that, you know, you're going to be judged for it or that you're, you know, that you're going to be looked at as weak. And the reality is, is that everybody's weak, you know, um, uh, and everybody needs to do life with other people. That's why when we're alone, we feel alone. Yeah. You know, um, we were created in community. You know, we were created for community. And so um, I think for me to learn that and to now be more open than I was before and to um, and, and to see the effects of doing that where, you know, you're some, in some ways giving people permission to also admit how they feel has been a quite the joy, you know, for me, because, um, you know, I, I think it's just one less, it's just, it's just one less thing that someone has to worry about that they're going through life and not understanding it or, 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 um, or maybe going through a, a, a particular period in their, in their journey and they just need someone to listen to them, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite, quite fun to, um, to, to discover that, but also quite humbling to understand that, you know, this, this world has so many, um, terrible things out there that if, if, if we as people can just be a little bit more compassionate and be sensitive to those around us um, who are going through things and can be um, the people to, to either not give advice. You know, I think people are quick to speak. Yeah. Oftentimes, especially when you're, you know, if you're depressed or if you're going through anxiety, I think it only adds to that if someone is just saying, get over it or, hey, get help. Mm -hmm. But if you just be, if you just sit alongside someone and you just listen, you know, I think that that is that's the world of difference um, that um, I think uh, is is the thing that brought me around. So, yeah. And when you get hit by depression, you just it's, oh, it's, it's a stopped. very humble. It's yeah, a very, very humbling, humbling thing. thing. It's, it's informed question. a lot of what I'm doing now and I'm attributing my time to like this past uh, November. We in partnership with a good friend of mine and another church here in Irvine in my church. We held a one day gathering for those who are looking who are Christian, um, who um, who are going through some type of uh, mental uh, health uh, crisis. You know, I think Christian faith has not been too kind to uh, give dialogue to how to deal or how to handle those who are experiencing PTSD or stronger forms. And then, of course, depression and anxiety. Um, and so that was great because, you know, there my efforts, again, informed by what had happened just a few months earlier, um, are now creating event in an event that for sure I have benefited from. But the uh, a lot of the people who end up ended up going to that also benefited from. And we're now looking to make it even bigger next year, you know. So, again, stuff that I would have not thought of to do in my adolescence or in my college years, but because of it has really uh, informed what, you know, I'm now giving my professional time to now. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing how all that kind of just comes together for sure. So we know that you're an active alumni. What separated you from just leaving campus and not coming back? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not any one particular reason. Um, I graduated, um, I think before that though, I had mentioned I'd connected with some of the staff at the Alumni Association, one of them being Justin Gerbach, who is our uh, is a, is a is one of our directors there, um, but he had me come in to talk to students about um, I think it was entrepreneurship or digital media, and it was interesting because I don't know how he found out about me or maybe it was LinkedIn or whatever I have to ask him about that one of these days. But he invited me down and uh, I spoke and I was a student at the time again, so it was kind of weird because you had a panel of these people who were professional people who had graduated with degrees and here I was, you know, talking to students about student stuff. And while I thought it was weird at the time, I found it really cool because. Or I found it really cool because when people came up to me afterward, they were saying, it's just great to see somebody who looks like me um, and as young as, as I am doing some things and to remind me that there's just a lot out there, you know, for me. And so um, that ultimately forayed into having discussions with the, the, uh, uh, the head of the Alumni Association at the time, um, Diana Fisher, 
um, who is now in advancement here um, at, uh, at the school. But uh, yeah, she was an executive director at the Alumni Association at the time, and she had a conversation with me, and she said, would you like to be a board member, essentially? And I was like, I, I, you know, like, sure. Like, I'm, I'm not that big of a deal. Um, but if you guys find what I'm contributing beneficial and you think that I can help steer the association in a, in a positive way, then sure. And so I went on a Disney cruise when I graduated with my folks. And I came back and I got an email the day we came back and said that I, uh, I, uh, I, got, the, I got the role. So I was voted in um, 2015. Yeah, 2015, the year I graduated. And, uh, and I, when I joined, I was like the, I, apparently I was one of the younger board members that they've ever had. They've always skewed older. You know, and I think with when you're an alum, when you're when you're on a board that has, you know, um, that whose sole purpose is to connect students with people who've had experiences and stuff like that. Again, I felt very under under uh, underperforming, you know, that I wasn't meant to be there initially when I joined. And so it took a few it took a few terms for me to to get my footing. But um, now I currently serve as the VP of student outreach on the board, specifically on the exec committee. So I serve alongside the president and the other VPs like marketing communications and um, and alumni events and, and what have you so yeah it's been quite the journey since then um to be able to again uh, rediscover like what this campus has to offer things that or, or discover for the first time the things that this campus has to offer students and alumni um and and i think another big part of it for me too is just to connect um current alumni are over close to three hundred thousand, as you've mentioned um alumni globally with campus opportunities that that it's possible to contribute to Cal State Fullerton beyond your wallet, you know, and I think that's always been like a running joke with alumni associations is that everything you got to do is just got to give your money, um, which is important because, you know, a lot of money does go to scholarships and stuff like that, especially the alumni association. We have scholarships for students that get funded by donations. Um, but there are other things, you know, like especially like the young alumni um, populace that we have that have just graduated within the five, four or five years, like myself, yeah. who may not necessarily have, you know, um, the strongest bank accounts right now um but have themselves a gathered experience and knowledge and um and just compassion and a lot of time too yeah and a lot of time exactly to be able to come to campus and speak at a panel or uh or come to campus and participate in like events like homecoming yeah. or come to campus and participate in some of the alumni association programs like d12 which literally is free dinner yeah. that an alumnus pays for and you get a direct access to that alumnus over food, you know, and a networking opportunity there too. So, um, I mean, why, why, yeah, why, why are we just discovering all this now, or why, why are students just discovering all this now? I, I don't know, but the the point is, is that it's there, you know. And I, I'll tell you, a large part of our association, those who are members and those who are just counting themselves as Titan alum, um, are here to help you know we for sure have a compassionate group of people um, who've done amazing things and will make time for you if you just ask yeah. so um there and then there of course there are benefits of joining the association obviously um but just overall as an alumni association like we do pretty well in making sure that if you once you graduate as well as the years leading into your graduation that you have a family who is going to take care of you mm -hmm. um because like, that's what it is yeah. like you guys are the parents of us essentially yeah i finished before us and which is we weird kind of, we, <laughs> um, we, we kind of rely on you guys yeah. to support us with the scholarships and just giving back to the community yes so yeah. i think there's 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 benefits for sure of, of keeping connected with us and just like a you know any other big college out there you know the reason why a lot of people have found jobs and um, and have at least just been given that encouragement to keep going is because there are people there to let them know that have been through it before that it's going to be fine, you know. And so, um, yeah, Titan Titan alumni are, are great. Uh, if you want to get involved and you are an alumnus, come down. 
to the alumni house. Yeah, so many things. <laughs> I over hope here. you know. You, just Google Titan Alumni House, the Goheller Alumni House, and and tell them you know if you want to meet with me. I'm here, you know, um, I, they can connect you with me. I'm happy to talk to you guys. Um, we have the Titan Pro Network, which is kind of like a LinkedIn, but just for Titan alumnus mm -hmm. people that you can sign up for free as a student and you can, we can schedule a call together and we can chat. So yeah, every resource is available for you to just, if you want something from your parents, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quote unquote Quote parents, unquote, yeah. yes. Said Titan parent. Yes. <laughs> can you plug the $57 lifetime membership? Yes, we have membership and there are member, there are benefits for membership from parking passes to come back on campus for events or discounts um, at the Titan bookstore or life in or not life insurance <laughs> or insurance because you need insurance, guys. Um, and, and a whole bunch of other things as we revamp the benefit system. But yes, for a limited time, I'll do this in my, uh, my voiceover. <laughs> for a limited time, you can get a lifetime membership to the Alumni Association for the extremely low, 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 low price of $57. And, and wait, there's more. <laughs> Buy now and you will get a license plate frame or something if you stop by. I'm going to get in trouble because <laughs> stop by the alumni house. I'm gonna try and Jordy, can you tell us how much they're saving by purchasing it sure, now? Sure, you're saving a lot of money. <laughs> I don't For know a lifetime much. membership. It's like 100 no, something. Yeah. I should know this too. I'm sorry. Aren't you on the executive I committee? I am on Jordy? the executive committee, but that's okay. You know, I just, if I, if I sold you with the insurance portion, <laughs> then I'm good. Um, but no, if it just forces you to come to the alumni house and get, get you reconnected and then you want to join, then I've done my job. There we go. There you go. So with that, we're going to end it off there. Thank you so much, Jordy, for making this. I just want to say thank you, pal, for having me. Um, it's been a joy to talk about myself. <laughs> but also, you know, hopefully if there's something, you know, again, if there's something that someone clicked with um, and uh, you want to connect more about it or you'd like to talk more about it, I'm open. You know, I think that part of it, being a part, not just being the VP of Student Outreach on the board, but just to be open to anything and everything. Kanye to to jeopardy you know like you know i'm i'm down to talk or just talk about your experiences here good or bad mm -hmm. i want to hear bad you know so that how, you know how we can improve um you know and uh, and i think that's going to be uh my offer that i'll leave folks with is um if you guys need anything uh i am i am one titan pro network away. connect away so <laughs>